Hey guys, it's Tim and this is Wrestling Unlimited as it's Monday and tonight was Monday Night Raw. Of course, tonight's Monday Night Raw does go in my opinion of the show. I thought it was a good show. I liked tonight's Raw. I thought it flowed really well. By the time they got to the main event, Judgment Day versus AJ and Seth, I was like, what? Huh? We're already at the main event? Like this show just skated by so quick. So easy. It was, again, an easy show to watch. The Trish segment wasn't all that great. I mean, not everything's going to be a home run and a good hit. Some things are going to kind of meh because them, them Trish promos just aren't doing it. But we'll get to that when we get to that. But overall, I thought tonight's episode was a good episode of Monday Night Raw. What I didn't like... And maybe they did, and I just didn't look enough at this. Did they really set up what's next for Seth? Seth teamed with AJ against Judgment Day. So does that mean Seth's new or next, or first, I should say, challenger is going to come from Judgment Day? Whether that is Finn, whether that is Priest, or Dom. Doubt it's Dom, but whether that is Finn or Priest, most likely Finn. Is that what we're looking at? His first challenger for the World Heavyweight Championship maybe being Finn Balor? Because we know the whole, well, we beat the tag champs, so we deserve a tag title match. That can be Priest and Dom going for the tag titles and Balor going for the world heavyweight against Seth. So maybe that's what that. But they didn't make it clear enough to me. And you got to kind of dumb and damn sometimes for people. But I think that might be the way they're going. But with that, I want to say thank you if you're watching live. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. Watching live or later on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Or listening on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher. Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to. I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here for Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, you can support us by going over to YouTube, hitting that join button, and becoming a channel member. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse. Nope, I, I still a habit. Rumbleverse is dead. We got to just live with it. Rumbleverse is dead. Fall Guys. Fortnite. My mind just went blank. I'm thinking Rumbleverse still. Rocket League. Use this code PWUNLIMITED at checkout. You'll be supporting us and no extra cost. Hell, want it to be no cost at all? Then claim the free game right now. It's Fallout New Vegas Ultimate Edition. Claim that game. Put in this code. You'll be supporting us absolutely free. Even if you don't play the game, you still claimed it and you put in the code. If for some reason, we still get a kickback. Uh, Ethan Taylor says, they teased Dom versus Seth. Yeah, and they also teased Rhea versus Seth. So, pick it how you want. Take it. How you want. So there was a Night of Champions recap video to open up the entire show. And Samantha Irving then introduced us to the new World Heavyweight Champion, Seth Rollins, who is the man and the champion of the people. Went out through the crowd. 
Rollins then slapped hands with the fans in the stands as he walked down the, uh, the stairs and into the ring. Streamers and Pyro went off as Seth got into the ring and the crowd loudly chanted, You deserve it. Rollins said, It just felt right being world champion. And he was excited to become to be a champion who always will be ready to fight. Fans chanted, Thank you, Seth. And then sang his song again. Then, because the brand split don't matter, AJ Styles would interrupt. And I go, Ain't this guy supposed to be on Friday? Ain't this guy supposed to be on SmackDown? Did he get his damn colors mixed up? Um, hey, uh, Blue Friday, not Red Monday. Styles knew he was supposed to be on SmackDown, but he couldn't resist coming to Raw to congratulate Rollins. Again, you couldn't do that after he beat your ass. Styles gave Rollins everything he had, but Rollins seemed to see everything coming. Styles said that the fans thought Rollins deserved it, but Styles didn't think so. He said, you earned the right to be world heavyweight champion. Rollins said that he gave Styles a beating at Night of Champions, and he earned a handshake. They shook hands, and then out would come Judgment Day. Finn Balor acted kind of sick at the thought of Seth being the champion and wanting to puke. Damien said that he was feeling nauseous and had Rhea Ripley remind them that they run Raw. This is our show. Priest said that they run not just Raw. With the bloodline dying, they must just run all of WWE. Balor then laughed because, well, they beat the tag champs last week. The tag champs couldn't even beat Roman Reigns. Or the Roman Reigns couldn't even beat the tag champs. So, yeah, they're better than Roman Reigns. Ripley warned Rollins that somebody in Judgment Day may take his title from him. Whether it's her, the real champion. Whether it's Priest. Whether it's Balor. Or her dom-dom. Dominic then drew some boos from the crowd at that one. Rollins and Styles kind of laughed as well. Dom didn't think it was funny and reminded Styles, hey, I've beaten you. Then Finn was like, yeah, one of us can win. Maybe it's you, Damien. And Damien goes, oh, I thank you, but I think maybe you can beat him, Finn. And Finn's like, oh, well, thank you. One of us will beat him for the title. Judgment Day said, but right now, you two are both here. How about us against you in a tag team match later tonight? Rollins made sure to let Ripley know. Or he said, yeah. Looks at Seth, or looks at AJ and goes, yeah, we accept. And then he let Rhea, yeah, right in her face and goes, and by the way, this is my show. Monday Night Rollins. That was hot for this segment, for this opening segment. They loved it. And then we learn that Adam Pearce really doesn't have a lot of power. Adam Pearce doesn't get to make matches. He gets to suggest matches and then has to run them by his boss, who I assume is Triple H. I don't know why he's on the phone with him. Just go over to Gorilla. Walk your happy butt over there. Probably not that far. Anyways, backstage, Adam Pearce is on the phone. He's like, yeah, I know. You're right. He's supposed to be on SmackDown. I get it, but this is a great main event. This would, yeah, uh uh-huh. Hold on one second. AJ and Seth walk up, and he's like, hey, so about that main event. Seth's like, you going to make it happen? He goes, well, I'm on the phone with, with them right now. You got your gear? AJ goes, I'm a professional. Of course I always got my gear. He's like, okay, well, that would make a great main event. Let me just get it confirmed. He grabs the phone again. He goes, so uh, you hear all that? Yeah, we're on, right? We're good? Okay, cool. It's like, oh, Adam Pierce is just the lap dog. Adam Pierce is just the, the go-between. Adam Pierce don't really have any power. At least that's what they made us think tonight. 
With that, we had our first match of the night. It was a Money in Bank qualifier. It was Ricochet and The Miz. This match went 8 minutes and 45 seconds. Not much happened early on. And then there was a break, and after the break, Miz did a springboard crossbody and was upset that he got only a two-count off of it. And he goes, hey, I springboarded. Miz followed later with a code breaker and a DDT for a two. Miz elevating his game a little bit. Ricochet came back with a black, ma- uh, black mass kick and a shooting star press for the pinfall victory. Crowd was happy, and boom, Ricochet is going to be in Money in the Bank. Oh, Lord, thank you. Miz would be fine in Money in the Bank. Miz has won Money in the Bank. Miz has done well in Money in the Bank. Well, Ricochet is going to be fun in Money in the Bank. Next up, we had probably one of, if not the worst thing on the entire show. Trish Stratus comes out, and boy, was this bad. And Trish, Becky must have whooped her good. This hole right here on her face, this side, this side. Remember, I got I to gotta go opposite on the camera. All of this right here, big old, br- I could just pull up the image. Big old bruise on Trish's face. Let's pull up the graphic, or the image, because this is bad. We're going to throw this up on the screen for a second, because this is bad. Let's show you guys if you didn't see it or didn't notice it. Like, I don't know how you wouldn't have noticed it. But, look at this. Look at that big-ass bruise. Now, I saw someone on social media try to go, eh, it's makeup! It's makeup! I don't know about that one. But, God, that damn bruise. Patricia's out there cutting just a bad promo. Like, this is not good. Trish said it meant nothing to her to hear the fans say. She points the back of her, her gear. Thank you, Trish. Trish talked about beating Becky Lynch and called her performance, quote, goat things. Stratus said Lynch's loss would cause her to go through, quote, stuff again. But that didn't happen to top people like Trish. Stratus then said, and then... There was one lady, one woman, who helped me out because she wants to be just like me. She idolizes me. She wants to learn from me, and that is Zoe Stark. Stark came out and said that Trish had her back. Not because Trish uh, Trish needed the help, but because Stark wanted to help, and they now have each other's backs. Stark said she came here to be the best and to make a statement. And there was no better person to learn from than the OG herself. Stark could have taken the long, hard road as Lynch did. Or she could be smart, like the great Trish Stratus. Stark called Trish kind of, uh, Stark called Trish kind and giving and said, well, thank you, Trish. Stark asked Stratus, what was that on your face? Pointing to the big-ass bruise we already talked about. Stratus wasn't happy about it and warned Lynch not to show up or else Stark would give her one. And that's what's up. Lynch then enters, wearing her gear from Night of Champions. Lynch told Stark that they should ruin her life. Or that she should ruin her life. Lynch noted that both of them are in their gear, so they should fight right now. And I go, hold on. That ain't happening. See them big-ass heels Trish is wearing? She's barely able to walk. Let alone, she's like, no. Because she got in the ring, and she was walking all carefully, like, she ain't, she ain't doing no match. And Becky's like, you know, we could restart this thing right now. Let your, let your girl leave, and it'd just be you and me. 
Stark then went after Lynch, and Lynch decked her with her right hand and chucked her into the barricade. Lynch then decked Stratus, but Stark made the save. Save then gave her a Z360, but did it a little different this week. Instead of her hitting her right in the face with a knee, she kind of got her more on her, her. She kind of got it more up, like, here on the quad, you know, instead of more on the knee. Because she's like, probably, oh, crap. I don't want to bust this bitch open again. Um, they then took off as Lynch was lying in the ring. And they placed a thank you Trish shirt on top of her. There we go. Segment was okay. Wasn't great. Trish's promo was bad. Like it's been. So, yeah. We then had Indu Share with Jinder Mahal taking on two I don't know who's. I think they said... Javier something, and then the other guy. But this match lasted like a minute and 10 seconds. Veer and Sangha beat their asses, and there we go. We go into hour two, and there's a recap of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens beating Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa, and also clips of the angle with the Usos and the Bloodline. Uh, they said that Reigns will be on Friday to celebrate 1,000 days as champion, if he can even really celebrate. Uh, Vicious says, Javier... Bernal. Okay, thank you. So out came Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Owens wore a We The Ones t-shirt for the Usos. Zayn said that they won on Saturday. They didn't just defeat their, their, didn't defend their championships, but they won. They did what they set out to do. The bloodline was crumbling. It was the worst night of Reigns' life. He got exactly what he deserved. Zayn said that Reigns might be the greatest of all time, but he might be champion. And he might be champion for another thousand days. He might main event the next five WrestleManias, but whenever he looks in the mirror, whenever he looks right at his own face, he's going to have to live with knowing that he was beat once by Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And then out would come Imperium. <laughs> and I love Kevin here. Kevin Owens was great here. Kevin gets so confused and goes, why are you guys even out here? Why would you even come out here if nobody called you out here? No one said your name and prompted you to come out here. So why would you even come out here? Just freaking out on him, which is great. And the crowd chatted for Owens. And Zane was like, hey, chill, chill. And Zane did agree with Owens eventually. Where, where are they out here? There's an unwritten rule. You don't come out unless your name is mentioned. Zane thought Imperium are getting ready for their tag match later on tonight against Alpha Academy. And reminded them that they embarrassed them last week with the help from Matt Riddle. Kaiser starts talking and said that Riddle was an embarrassment. And Owens and Zayn as the champions, well, that's an embarrassment too. Owens then goes, hold on, hold on, hold on. Roy's hearing from Slenderman over here. The guy with the ears likes to speak a lot. What about you, bald guy with the head? What about you, baldy? We never hear from you. Crowd starts chanting, Baldy, Baldy, Baldy. And then we hear, Shush. Out came Alpha, Alpha Academy. And if they didn't tell us, they told us now. Maximum Male Models is dead. Goodbye, Marseille. Goodbye, Mansois. Maxine is just the three in the Alpha Academy. Maxine Dupree. That's what he said. He goes, you're going to have to... Uh, Gable said that the new and improved Alpha Academy is here with him, Gable. 
his main man, Otis. And making it three is Maxine Dupree. He said Alpha Academy is going to teach Imperium a lesson right now. Owens then goes, hey, hey, before we end this, do the thing. Just, just say the thing that you say kind of funny that makes me laugh. And Gable's like, what are you talking about? What thing? He's like, you know what I'm talking about. The thing, the thing. And Gable's like, what thing? What thing? Kevin Owens is like, just do the thing that makes me laugh. The way you say it is funny. And he goes, okay. I thank you. And Kevin Owens loses his shit and laughs. Popped Owens big. So I wonder if that's like a backstage joke that every time he does it, Owens can't stop laughing. So he just brought it to television. But that was great. Kevin Owens was fire tonight on the microphone. Kevin Owens was phenomenal. From yelling at Imperium, asking Gable to do the thank you, and everything in between. He was awesome. Kevin Owens was awesome, as always. Uh, Magmalore says, Javier is prominent on NXT. NXT regular or NXT level up? Because I watch NXT most weeks, and I'd never seen the guy. So Owens and Zayn stayed for commentary. As Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci took on the Alpha Academy with Maxine Dupree in their corner. And she even had, like, a crop top kind of thing on and said, shush. Yeah. Maximum male models is just dead. She's, she's arm candy for Otis and part of, of Alpha Academy. Which, it's funny. It works. It fits. They're supposed to be goofy, wacky, sometimes serious guys. And so this just works. I don't know why, but it works. So the match gets going, and all of a sudden Valhalla just suddenly appears at ringside and starts staring down Maxine. Dupree kicked her for some odd reason and then realizes, oh, I just I just messed up. I just made her mad. Yeah, uh, Chad, what do I do? And Chad's like, run! And she just runs. This distraction, though, did allow Imperium to take control over Gable until he made the hot tag to Otis. Here's the thing when I want to see, actually. Screw it. Screw Maxine just being the arm candy. I want eventually Chad to be like, you know what, Maxine? You've helped us a little bit, but now I want to help you. You got this Valhalla problem? I'm going to start training you, and you're going to learn the ways. The ways of the Alpha Academy. And you can have Otis being like, yeah, you can get great learning from Master Gable over here. So, no. I want them to start training Maxine. That would be, that would make this so, oh my God. Gold on television if they start training Maxine in the ways of the Alpha Academy. Just bring her to Chad's house where we've seen on social media him and Otis work out and stuff. Oh my God, it would be great. Anyways, Otis got the hot tag. Otis hit Kaiser with a caterpillar, which he seems to not be doing as well as he used to. Gable set up Kaiser for a double-team move, but Vincey dropped the ropes on Otis, who fell out of the ring. Imperium then gave Gable an Imperium bomb and pinned him to pick up the victory. In the back, Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi were being interviewed when they were uh, interrupted by Bailey and Neil Sky. Raquel reminded Bailey that she was the only member of Damage Control who hasn't held gold since the group actually formed. And if she lost, and if they lost tonight, well, we know who to blame. There was then a video package for Candice LeRae, which earlier there was one for Katana Chance and Caden Carter. They're hyping up people. We'll see what that all leads to. LeRae said that, why wear the, the pixie wings? Because I believe in fairy tales, and I believe that they're real, and the ring wings represent the magic that that fairy tale has brought to her. Candice LeRae is the proof that when you, Candice LeRae is proof that when you believe, 
anything is possible. I mean, she had a fairy tale, fairy tale wedding. She freaking got married at Disneyland in the Grand Californian Hotel. Like, what's what's the goals? Getting married at Disneyland? That's my favorite goddamn place in the world. Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. Don't come at me with the whole Disney World's better. I've never been. But I've been to Disneyland more times than I can count. I used to have season passes. and go like every other month because I live four hours away. So I can't go as much as I would want to. But if I lived in L.A., me and the kids would be at Disneyland all the time. Screw a wrestling YouTube. We'd have a fucking Disney vlog channel. Anyways. Anyways. We had the four-way, the women's tag team championships. It was the team of Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, Bailey and Neil Sky, Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. Match went 11 minutes and 45 seconds or so. So they saved the showdown between Raquel and, and Rousey till until or and Rousey until later in the match, and Raquel dropped her with a clothesline. Rodriguez was about to give her a Tejano bomb, but Baszler made the save. Rodriguez gave Baszler a Tejano bomb, which allowed Rousey to put her in an armbar. Bailey then broke up the cover with a flying elbow right on uh, right on Ronda. Green then tagged herself in, and she double teamed Rodriguez with Deville, and they got a near fall off of it. Sky then wiped them out with a double drop kick. Sky gave Rodriguez a meteora, but Shotzi broke up the cover before taking out Bailey with a dive. Shotzi then gave Sky a face buster and a dragon suplex, but Sky came back with a face jack or flapjack. Sky then set up for a moonsault, but Rousey tagged herself in. This set up for a Tower of Doom spot with Shotzi bringing down, no, yeah, Shotzi bringing down Sky with a powerbomb and Sky bringing down Ronda with a superplex. Yes, Ronda took a superplex off the top rope. Shotzi then tried to hit her diving senton, but Rousey, um, Rousey countered it into an armbar and immediately Shotzi's tapping new tag team champions. Well, regardless, there are going to be new tag team champions, but Ronda and, Shot, uh, Ronda and Shayna. Tag team champions, as we knew they would be. As we knew they would be. Next up, we had the Raw in-ring debut of J.D. McDonough. He's taking on Dolph Ziggler. Match actually ended in a double countout, though. It only went one minute and 15 seconds. So McDonough snapped the ropes into Ziggler's throat and took control early. That led to a mistimed suplex spot that resulted in Ziggler landing right on his face. McDonough then tossed him around and then tossed him to ringside and didn't seem to be all too concerned about being counted out because he just started beating the shit out of Dolph. He threw him into the steel steps and the ref finally calls for the bell for the double count out. McDonough then drove Ziggler's head right into the steel steps before stomping his hand on the steps as well and then just going, all right, I'm done with you. Walking away. That was it. He's like, I'm done with your ass. That was it. That was J.D. McDonough's main roster debut. Just to show us what? He's conniving and evil and can do dastardly things. Go. So, as we move forward, out would come Cody Rhodes. Uh, Before Cody would come out, though, there was a video recapping Brock Lesnar beating him at Night of Champions. Cody then came out to a great reaction from the crowd in Albany, and he said, Albany, what do you want to talk about? Rhodes mentioned that, yes, he lost his match to Lesnar, but it was via referee stoppage. His contemporaries told him that he was foolish to fight Lesnar with one hand and foolish to not tap out. Rhodes didn't tap out for a reason, though. It was excruciating, but that was not the man he wanted to be. 
years ago, he would have tapped out. But he understood that second chances don't always come. Rhodes noted that wildly popular wrestlers often told him, never give up. John Cena reference. Rhodes had a message for Lesnar, though, and he delivered it straight into the camera, looking right into Lesnar's eyes because, well, he had to do it that way because Lesnar wasn't there. He goes, I don't know where you are. I don't know if, if you're in Saskatchewan or Yellowstone or wherever you reside, but if you've got social media, you've got an email, you've got a landline, someone's going to tell you this. You're on your annual vacation. I'm not on a vacation. I'm still here, and I want you anywhere, anytime, one on one. I don't know if you think because it's one in one it's over, but I don't. And I want you again. He goes, the, sometime this week, I'm going to post my full schedule for the next month. And you'll know where I am. Any place that I am, I will be ready and waiting to fight you, Brock Lesnar. He's like, if I'm standing in a ring, I am standing there ready to fight you, Brock Lesnar. Rosen said, this is going to be the last time. I rattle off all of your accomplishments, but I think I must need to do this one more time. He said, all of Brock's accomplishments, and then added that he was a beast. Quote, beast enough to break my arm, but not man enough to make me tap out. He said, if Lesnar didn't accept his challenge, you, we know that Brock is afraid of Cody. Good promo here by Cody. Great passion, great fire, great emotion. Kath Kelly then interviews Riddle and says, hey, in the next couple of weeks, you're going to get a qualifying match for the Money in the Bank. Riddle goes, yeah, I'm very excited about the prospects of cashing in Money in the Bank on either Reigns or Rollins. And then up would come Gunter. Gunter goes, hey, I want you to win Money in the Bank because then I want you to cash it in on me for the Intercontinental Championship. And then I can have the pleasure of humiliating you. And it would all be for fun. So good luck. And I go, why don't you just make an icy title match? Why don't you just say, hey, I'll defend my ice title against you. I want to fight you, and I'll even put my title on the line or whatever. Why does why is, why is he got to win Money in the Bank? I get it if it's like the world title, and you're like, ah, oh, what have you done? To... No, Gunther defends against randos all the time. Kathy Kelly then interviewed the new women's tag champs in the back. Kelly asked what it was like becoming tag team champions. Rousey said it was her first time, but this is old news for Shayna. Shayna's third. Rousey said that they were told for 10 years that they were not what the fans wanted, but they weren't there to cater to the fickle fans because they meant nothing. Baszler said that they went through everyone to become champions. Rousey said that they were the baddest team on the planet and they demanded to be recognized because, what did she say? I didn't write it down, but she said something like, because these nuts will prove it or something like that, something dumb like that. That's just how Ronda talks. But then we had our second Money in the Bank qualifying match of the night. It was Bronson Reed against Shinsuke Nakamura. Match went nine and a half minutes. Reed was about to try a running shoulder tackle early on off the apron, but Nakamura kicked his leg out from under him and gave him a knee drop on the apron. Reed regained control after a break, but Nakamura came back with some kicks and a sliding German suplex. Reed avoided a Kinsasha and hit a Samoan drop and a senton. Reed went to the top. But Nakamura again kicked his leg out. Nakamura came off the top, but Reed caught him with a thrust kick and followed with a power slam. Reed went for a tsunami, but Nakamura dodged it. And then he gave him consecutive Kinsashas. Reed rolled out of the ring, so Nakamura went after him because he couldn't go for the pin. Nakamura then tried to try to kick or something off the steel steps, and he appeared to miss. 
Reed just barely beat a 10 count to get back in the ring, but Nakamura immediately hit him with another Kinsasha and pinned him. Win the match and qualify for money in the bank. So, so far, we now know of two of the competitors that will be in this year's Money in the Bank ladder match. And the big question I do have, and let me see if WWE has mentioned this on their social media or not, is it six in Money in the Bank? I don't think they told us. Because I didn't see like a graphic saying these two men have qualified. I saw a graphic for the women's qualification matches next week. But I don't think they told us how many. It's probably six. That would be my best bet. Because I know there's going to be these two. And then two more this week on SmackDown are going to qualify. There's four. And then maybe one more on Raw. One more off of Raw. Well, no. This week on SmackDown, I think it's one man, one woman. And then we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Three and three. Fonzie says it's six. Did they, did they confirm that, Fonzie? Or are you just assuming like I am? And if they confirmed it, when did they say that? Um, Byron Saxon interviewed Judgment Day in the back. He's kind of like, hey, come with me. But we got to be very careful. I'm going to interview Judgment Day. And I'm like, what is this? Fucking Steve Irwin trying to catch a jackalope? He congratulated Rhea Ripley on defeating Natalia. And Ripley said, that wasn't me defeating Natalia. I just beat her up. I destroyed her so bad, she's not even here tonight. She had to go home and, and sulk her wounds. Ripley told Saxon that they were busy and wanted him to leave. Okay, Magnolor said it was when Ricochet won, there was a graphic of six. Gotcha, I did not see that. Uh, Saxon had one more question, though. He wanted to know which of them would be facing Rollins in style tonight. And they're just like, Pfft. didn't answer. No answer. We then got our annual Memorial Day video. Fonzie says they confirmed it on Raw Talk. Well, Fonzie, I'm live here, so I'm not watching Raw Talk. Uh, they then told us next week in Hartford, Connecticut, Becky Lynch and Sonya Deville will be taking on one another in a Money in the Bank qualifier, and Italian Zoe Stark will be taking on one another in a Money in the Bank qualifier. Why do I have a feeling Becky's going to get screwed? Maybe not. Honestly, I mean, I could see it. Becky getting screwed. But in all actuality, it'd probably be Becky winning and Zoe winning. Then we had our main event. World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins and AJ Styles against Finn Balor and Damian Priest with Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio at ringside. Now, before the match started, the man it seemed like Dominic was going to start the match. Priest was on the apron. Dom got in the ring. And then Balor attacks Rollins from behind. Dom jumps out. And boom. There we go. It's Finn and old Damian. Uh, The ref admonishes Balor for doing this while simultaneously telling the timekeeper, start the match! Hey, what are you doing? I'll go get you in the ring! So everyone starts trading moves, which led to Styles setting up for a phenomenal forearm early, but Dom yanked him off the apron. Styles threatened to beat him up, so Priest ran and tackled Styles over the announced desk. After the break, Ripley held Styles outside the ring for Dom to attack while the ref was distracted. Rollins attacked Dom and tossed him into the ring and right into the ref's legs. The ref saw Dom and basically was like, what, what, what the hell's going on? All right, both of you, you're done. Get out of here. Rollins then made the hot tag and hit Balor with a clothesline. There's a thrust kick and another clothesline, a springboard knee strike, and a super kick for a two. Balor fought back and tagged in Priest, who knocked Styles off the apron. Rollins flipped out of a chokeslam attempt, but Priest leveled him with a clothesline for a two. Rollins then gave Priest a superplex, but Priest countered with a Falcon Arrow into a, uh, into a Falcon Arrow of his own. Balor then made the blind tag and missed a coup de gras, and Rollins hit a super kick. 
Styles tagged in and hit Priest with some strikes and a fireman's carry neckbreaker. Rollins then wiped out Balor with a suicide dive. Priest then avoided a phenomenal forearm and gave Styles a razor's edge, but Rollins broke up the cover by hitting Priest with a stomp. Styles tagged himself in and stomped him yet again to pick up the victory. I thought this main event rocked. I thought this match was so good. I loved this match. The good guys pose. The camera focuses mainly on Seth, and the show goes off the air. And there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That was Monday Night Raw. With that, guys, that's all we got. You know what I thought? Now you know what time it is. It's time to hear what you guys thought of the show and what you guys thought of tonight's Monday Night Raw. As far as the polls do go, uh, let's refresh these. Boom, 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 boom. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 56% liked the show, 40% thought it was just all right, and 4% did not like it. Looking over here at the YouTube community poll, 70% liked the show, 22% thought it was just all right, and 8% didn't like it. Some of the comments here. Uh, This person says, I loved it. This person says, honest, I thought Raw was just all right. Everyone's up to their own opinion. This person says, didn't watch. Well, then why the hell are you commenting? Do I have a didn't watch option? No. I want to know what you thought if you watched the show. If you watched the show. I didn't want to know if you watched or not. That'd be a different poll. Did you watch Raw or not? Why the hell would I care if you watched or not? Come on, people. This one said, this person said, no Chompa, why? And Vince making some changes again. Vince has been making changes every week. They've just not been that noticeable. But Vince has been, and then they're not noticeable because we don't know what he's changing most times. Vince has made changes Every week. There's just not major or changes that are noticeable. And yes, no Ciampa. Ciampa was there, though. This person says, typical Raw. As far as the which poll does go, 100% liked the show. With that, guys, that's going to wrap everything up. I do want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, we'll be back live Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. Luke should be back with me then. He's been on vacation. But with that, guys, have a great rest of your Monday. Have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.